Welcome to Joyful Projects, where we're going to explore the secret to real excellence in transforming our ideas into reality. Hi, I'm Paul Armstrong. You know, if you've got the responsibility to accomplish a project, to transform something that's just an idea into a reality, and if you happen to have a leadership role in that, this podcast may be for you. I'm sharing what I've had the blessing to learn over a lot of years from being with a lot of teams. You're going to hear a lot that's going to echo what you find in a lot of books on project management. But you know what? Here's the real reason I like sharing what I've learned. I found that to really understand and apply what truly accomplishes ideal projects, it's founded on what what I believe is the truth, namely God's Word. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message and apply it to our Monday mission in a refreshing, helpful way. Hey, I'd appreciate if you subscribe. And if you're new to this podcast, hey, you can learn more about me at enablingjoy.com. Let's get moving. We are on episode number nine. People, task, keeping connected with communication. So where have we been so far on the journey? You know, we, we've explored what joy really means. We've tied it into the word strength. We looked at the three components of enabling joy. Then we looked at the components of engaging excellence. Last week, we talked about balancing, you know, the people side, the task side. We looked at Martha and Mary. Well, what we find is that in a project, the people and the task, they're glued together via communication, right? I mean, think about it. Communication is where we take what is in our mind and move it to the other person, right? And so it's pretty cool. And so I kind of call it the glue. I call it the glue. It's and even a better word for it that I call it in the book. And, and again, just as a reminder, a lot of what I'm covering is in the book called Lead the Ideal Project. And if you want to have a little notebook to jot it down, you might want to just download or, or buy a copy. But I call it the vital bond. Now, vital comes from the word life. So really, communication is the life-giving essence of tying together the people and the task at hand. You know, it's it, communication, face it, even PMI says this, it's easily 75 to 90% of the project leader's job, right? Why? Here's why. Because communication is going to be what defines the reality of what you're going to go do. And yet it's also the way you're going to make change capable, adaptability, both in enabling joy and engaging excellence. You know, with good communication, Joy and excellence are going to be dynamically bonded. You know, it's kind of akin to like an atomic bond, you know, between the different atoms in a molecule, right? It's a really good communication. It's a critical core competency. It really is. Man, we see it on every job. We go, good, good communication required. Well, let's really get a good grip on this. Uh, no pun intended. But here's the funny thing is that, you know, when I see metrics on how well a project is going, I never see one about communication. I see them on costs, see them on schedules, see them on risks, see them on, you know, how well we're meeting the the deadlines, how well we're checking off all the things on the specification, the scope of work. And so let's get back. I'm calling it vital. It doesn't mean that it's just necessary. It means it's going that your communication is what's going to give life, vitality to your project. And it's it's sort of the animating principle. Of this living project. It's the animating principle. So man, you don't want to apply that managing word to this, do you? Because it's way better than that. It's way better. 
Communication is going to drive the connection. It's going to prompt the creative energy. It's going to open the door to contributing value. Okay, it's, it's, it's the way we get all those messages across, right? So I know what you're thinking. Yeah, 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 got it, got it, got it. Because always need good communication. But you also are probably thinking, wow, that's a big topic, Paul. Really? You're going to cover that one? Well, yes, I am. But I'm going to boil it down a little bit. I'm going to boil it down. What I want to do is look at the purposes of communication. So we're not going to look at communication style. We're not going to look at sentences. We're going to look at the purposes of the communication that occurs in the life of a project. So what are those? I mean, it's pretty simple when you think about it. One, you got to figure out what to do. So there's a learning purpose of some conversations. Two, you got to decide what to do, right? So there's a decision purpose of some of the conversations. Uh, sometimes you got to like, okay, what are we going to work on first? We know what all the things we need to work on. What are we going to work on first? So, so I call them alignment, alignment conversations, like setting a priority. And then there's the ones that just, Hey, how's it going? What's the weather today in, on the project? I call them sort of the status or the, so I have official names for them in the book that I the lead the ideal project. And I'd like to use those because they, they speak a little deeper. So those ones where we're learning, those conversations, we're going to call them dialogue because the purpose of dialogue is learning. The ones we're going to decide what to do next, those are decision-making ones. We're going to call those a discussion, skillful discussion. The ones where we're kind of teaming, we're, we're all getting in the same boat together, I'm going to call those alignment, alignment of priorities, alignment of expectations. And the last one, which are sort of your status, your periodic meetings, I'm going to call them the drumbeat, the drumbeat. What I'd like to do is actually start with the drumbeat, okay? Because that's the one we, we, tend to, we tend to pack a lot of stuff on there. But really, think about the term drumbeat. It, it really means it's keeping the rhythm. It's keeping the rhythm. It's not the melody. It's not the melody. It's just the rhythm. And therefore, it has to have, like a drumbeat, a certain cadence to it that people can, can align with that rhythm, align with that rhythm. You know, when, when I look in, in Leviticus... And, and, and think about, you know, what is Leviticus? Leviticus is God giving guidance through Moses to these people who have left Egypt, right? Now, they have been basically uh, in servitude for a long time. So they're, they're not really full citizens and they're, they're under the, you know, the power of Egypt at the time. So now they're moving and they're, they're in the desert, right? They've, they've done the exodus. So they need to become basically a community of their own, their own nation. Okay, and what you see in Leviticus is is a lot of instruction where God provides a drumbeat. A drumbeat. What does He do? Well, you know, when you look in like Leviticus twenty five, He has a drumbeat of the holidays. He actually prescribes the holidays. He prescribes when they're going to have their sabbatical years and their jubilee years, and and talks about when the holidays will be, which is pretty cool. So you see that as people, we we need that. So you're going to have it on your project. And, you know, personally, I'm not too worried about you setting those up. What I'm worried about is that you try to put into the drumbeat the melody. And, and that's that's really where uh, the danger is. So here's, here's the deal. You got to establish uh, a periodic predictable pause where you're going to say, okay, how's it going? Okay. And, and that rhythm has to be maintained. People are expecting that rhythm. Okay. 
Similarly, the context and how you run that meeting has to have a defined rhythm. You know, Lenzioni has a great book out. uh, It's talking about death by meeting, but really it's a beautiful one. And he talks about these are sort of like the evening news. No matter what sort of day it is, the evening news is the same length of time, right? That's what your drumbeat has to be. It has to be a given length of time at a given agenda that doesn't change regardless of the day. Okay, let's let's step in now and think about the, uh, the dialogue meetings. So dialogue meetings. Wow. You know, it's it's pretty powerful. So dialogues of purpose is learning, right? Purpose is learning. And, and you think about how a lot of times we do that. Now, if we take a look at the Gospels, there's Jesus. He's called Rabbi, right? But how does he teach? How does he teach? He teaches through parables, right? He teaches through these powerful metaphorical stories. Boy, there, there's a good lesson there, isn't there? How are you running your learning meeting? Are you, are you running it to open up people's minds, to allow them to think creatively about getting the answer we need or the solution we need to solve these sticky problems? That, that's a pretty cool thought. That's a pretty cool thought. And they're dialogue. So, so we're actually going to cover dialogue again in, as we go through because understanding how to set up a dialogue session is a pretty neat art. And one that when we lead a project, we better be familiar with that art. Okay, how about the meetings where we need to come to a decision? Notice that learning meetings and decision-making meetings, I'm, I'm treating them separately because they are physiologically separate, okay? A learning meeting opens the mind up. A decision-making meeting is where you're actually trimming down the options to get to one, right? And so we're, we need to drive these decisions. It's where the important part is to make sure that after the learning has occurred in the dialogue, the decision part is where we know that we're not going to take commitment to whatever we boil the answer down to be. When we take all the ideas and boil it down to one, how do we get the commitment to it? And so, yep, you want the right answer. But equally important, you want the one that maintains people connected. Remember, connection is, is, is the sine qua non for enabling joy. And so you don't, you can't afford to have meetings where you're leaving saying, let's agree to disagree. That, that's really poor leadership. So what's the fourth type of communication? Fourth one is, is an alignment meeting, an alignment for the team. And it might be alignment around what we're going to do next, it might be alignment around our expectations, alignment around how we're going to handle a new change. But it's alignment, alignment. And, and these are the tough ones. These are the tough ones because you got to make sure everybody's aligned, aligned. You know, it reminds me of in, John 6, uh, so John 6, uh, for me, just an awesome, awesome chapter in, in all of Scripture. And, you know, if you look at John 6, uh, you know, it's where we have the, the bread of life, what we call the bread of life discourse. It's, you know, where Jesus talks about, you know, after having multiplied the loaves and fishes and people come, hey, you got more bread. And he's like, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Now, remember, in that discourse, somebody comes up and says, what do we need to do? to get eternal life. And he says, you know, what can we do to accomplish the works of God? So I'm in, in chapter six, verse uh, 28. So they say to him, what can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in the one he sent. Okay. So, so the, the gospel writers kind of, you know, really set in the stage here on how Jesus is setting the stage. And it's like, wow. So, so the next part is this bread of life discourse where he says, on the bread of life, true flesh. That's pretty darn hard to believe. So here's the alignment meaning now, the alignment meaning. So many, and so I'm on chapter, I mean, on verse uh, 60. Many of his disciples 
who were listening said, this saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you, that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. And here's the interesting part. As a result, so verse 66, as a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the 12, do you also want to leave? And Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. Wow. Wow. You know, what's, what's fascinating to me is, is Jesus doesn't say, well, wait, 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 you know, let me, let me explain this differently. A big chunk left. And, and you know, for me, that, that sets the stage for me in, in my faith, naturally. I, I do not want to be one of the ones who, you know, return to my former way of life and no longer accompany Jesus. I, I do not want to be in that crowd. But then on this really small scale on projects, you know, that, that sort of speaks to how kind of bluntly we have to be about alignment, okay? We have, we have to be, do you, what are you murmuring about? What are you murmuring about? Isn't that a great line? So, so communication, the vital bond. You know, it is balancing the enabling joy and the engaging excellence, right? And, and we've got to always remember that we as leaders are joining that. You know, when we look in Acts, and, and we're there in Acts in chapter 2, and they talk about how the first uh, disciples are living. They said, you know, it, it's pretty neat. You know, they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles and to the communal life. Isn't that neat? Like, there's the classroom, the teachings, and then the at-home stuff, the communal life. To the breaking of the bread and to the prayers. <laughs> so, Physical nourishment, spiritual nourishment. So you can see that that community, you know, in the way that they're described, they're talking about it in this full balance, in this full balance. And it, it's really neat because for them, those early Christians, and hopefully for us as Christians, that next line is true. That all came upon everyone and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? You're a project leader. You're, you're changing an idea to a reality. So on this other scale, this other small scale, you are, you know, kind of doing some wondrous things. And now your calling is to do those wondrous things in a way that reflects the true, the true wonder, you know, the true awe. So we're going to spend a lot of time over the next podcasts, you know, really affirming how we make sure that communication is the vital bond between enabling joy and engaging excellence. Alrighty? Hey, looking forward to the next time. Looking forward to the next time. Meanwhile, you take care.